Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Drake's Corner. I'm your host, Drake Tharp, and yeah, here we are after week two in the NFL. Um, we got a lot to talk about, a few player topics. Uh, I got a new segment on the show. Uh, it talks about gambling. If you want to, you know, waste your money away, listen to me. And then we have a uh, NFL power rankings at the end. Uh, but before I get into anything, really, um, so this is basically the year anniversary of my show. And... Um, you know, we're at 115 subs, uh, numerous videos with over 100 views, one with about 12,000. Um, let's just, am I am I upset with, you know, the subscriber count, you know, views, anything like that? I don't give a shit. I enjoy doing this. I enjoy making content. It's, you know, this is a dream of mine to, like, be a sports analyst type deal. And, you know, I have fun with it. Um, it's not become easy at this point. I'm not saying it's become easy, but... Uh, it's, a, it's a pastime. I love it. I love doing it. And I appreciate every single one of you who watches and, you know, tunes in, subscribes, all that. And yeah, um, there's there's my little um, heartwarming message to start the video. Um, yeah, so we're here after week two. And the first the first thing I want to get into, Kirk Cousins, um, you know, after the Monday night game, uh, he, he was getting a, a, a lashing on Twitter. Uh, three interceptions. Kirk Cousins, after, you know, a strong week one, after, you know, giving the ball to Justin Jefferson just every time he threw the ball, pretty much. Um, is this the real Kirk Cousins that comes out is the real question. Um, so, under this new Kevin O'Connell offensive system, I believe this will show exactly who Kirk Cousins is as a non-conservative you know conservative thrower. Because, you know, uh, I think the problem with Mike Zimmer, former Vikings head coach, is he was too scared to see what Kirk could do, you know, with high-risk plays. Uh, you know, just, you know, chucking the ball. I just feel like he didn't chuck the ball enough. And um, I think we saw that with the Vikings. Kirk had very, very good stats, um, you know, the year prior. And I think it's just, you know, the Vikings, they weren't willing to risk it for the biscuit per se. Uh, Monday night, Kirk Cousins threw nearly half of the interceptions he threw last year. Um, so, excuse me, I apologize. Um, so, you know, with Kirk Cousins under this new system, I feel like he's going to be making a lot more, um, you know, aggressive throws when, when you have a talented receiver like Justin Jefferson. And the, on the other side, you have Adam Thielen as well, and, you know, a talented tight end, Dalvin Cook in there too. Uh, this is going to be a new system for them. Uh, I think I feel like Mike Zimmer's offensive scheme was kind of outdated, and, you know, we're, we're going to see something different here with Kirk Cousins, and we're going to find out if he's the guy for Minnesota. Uh, you know, with Matthew Stafford, um, Kevin O'Connell was the OC in uh, L.A. for Matthew Stafford, and we knew Stafford had a great arm. You know, we we knew Stafford was a great arm talent, and he was a dog in Detroit. And that's why he succeeded under, you know, the diverse Rams offensive system. Uh, they put great talent around him, and they knew his arm talent. They gave him a better scheme, and he ran with it and won the Super Bowl. So does Kirk have that same talent is the real question. I think it's too early to tell, but we know – we will know if Kirk is the real deal by the end of the season. Um, yeah, Kirk puts up great regular season numbers. He's one of my favorite fantasy football quarterbacks. I love having him on the team. He always puts up 20 a game, but uh, Monday he definitely did not. And, uh, yeah, he threw nearly half, like three interceptions. He only threw seven INTs last year. So, um, And I feel like Mike Zimmer uh, was too scared to make those aggressive throws with Kirk Cousins, and I feel like under Kevin O'Connell, we will see if, you know, Kirk's the real deal. Um, next on the list, 
another Monday night quarterback to talk about, Jalen Hurts. Um, 30, 390 total yards, three touchdowns. The development in Jalen Hurts is exactly what rebuilding teams dream for, not only in the QB sense, not only that, but the Eagles themselves have done an excellent job rebuilding everything, the offensive line, the defense, uh, the upgraded receiving court. Um, basically, yeah, their O-line's top five. The coverage on defense is outstanding, and as long as Jalen Hurts looks productive and puts up these kind of numbers, it's a matter of time before he's considered elite Yes, elite in that category because as a dual threat quarterback, he's top five in the league for sure. Um, you know, and his development is looking amazing, uh, amazing to say the least. And you know, with QB, I feel like you know to label a QB um, as elite or good, I don't feel like it's necessarily stats. I feel like it's it's if you get the, you know the W on Sunday. And Jalen Hurts right now, you know, he's getting the dub. He led them to a wild card spot last year. Um, this is the weird conversation with Joe Burrow because he led the Bengals to a Super Bowl. Obviously, Burrow's going to stick around, but is Burrow better than, you know, guys that you list off and, you know, like top 10 lists like Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen? Obviously not, but he's productive and he gets the wins. He, he got the wins on Sunday last year all the way up until the Super Bowl. So, you know, as long as Jalen Hurts, you know, looks productive and puts up these kind of numbers, it's only a matter of time before he picks up the big W's. And, you know, we consider him elite. Um, obviously, in the dual threat category, I think we can consider him, you know, a top five dual threat already. So, um, you know, the Eagles just overall have done an outstanding job, outstanding job just rebuilding not only the QB spot with Jalen Hurts, but overall, you know, their entire team with the O-line, the receiving core, all that. They've done everything for Jalen Hurts that a rebuilding team should do for, you know, a young quarterback. And, yeah, and he's gonna look he's gonna look good when you do all that for him. I think if a quarterback doesn't look good after providing a top five O line and providing great coverage on defense and upgrading the receiving core, what else are you gonna do? I think you'll know very quickly if that's your guy. And Jalen Hurts is doing the opposite and proving that he's the guy in Philly. So yeah, it's really only a second season because uh, Carson once was benched back in 2018, 2018 late into the season. So I don't think we got a full season out of Jalen Hurts. I'd say last year was, you know, the first year he was really the starter and he led them to a wild card spot. And that's a big accomplishment already as, you know, a starting quarterback, you know, drafted in the fourth round. A lot of these first round quarterbacks, you know, don't pan out to snuff, but Jalen Hurts, fourth round QB, um, he was a big question mark heading into the league, but my God, looking productive to say the least. Anyway, new segment on the show, the Fab Five Drake Parlay. I'm going to give (laughs) – I can't believe I just, uh, you know, went through with that. Uh, Yeah, it's called the Fab Five Drake Parlay. I'm going to give you five sports bets, okay? And this this is the parlay. I'm going to give five – it's a five-way parlay. It's five-leg parlay, basically. Sorry, a lot of tongue twisters in there. Anywho, um, so we're looking at week three, and – we're looking at the bets, um, you know, who's the underdogs, who's um, favored, and, you know, I got a mixture here of money line bets, uh, over-under point bets, and, you know, two, um, what are they called? Yeah, just underdog or, I don't even know what they're called. I'm very new to the betting game, but um, these are my picks. And I don't know all the terminology, but um, we're going to go through with it. Go th- If you want to win money, just go through with this, okay? My God. Anywho, Ravens, Patriots. The, the Patriots are three-and-a-half-point underdogs, it looks like, heading into uh, week three. 
and Ravens and Patriots. I see the Ravens winning by more than a touchdown. I see them winning by 10, you know, two touchdown. I see it being a two two touchdown game. I don't think the Patriots can get anything going offensively. Uh, the Ravens' outfen- offense is outstanding, and I see you know them kind of just taking over that game. Uh, the Patriots had a solid win against the Steelers on Sunday, but uh, the Ravens is a different gig when it comes to the offensive side. And I see you know that game being like a thirty to seventeen game somewhere around that range. And yeah, Patriots only only th- only three and a half point underdogs. So I would definitely take the Ravens in that sense there. Um, Raiders Titans. The Titans are two-and-a-half-point underdogs. Uh, they got absolutely sloshed by the Bills on Monday night. And um, essentially, I you know, they're going to be down bad after that loss. And the Raiders have, an, you know, an outstanding offense. They've, they've gone against two tough opponents to start the season. Um, so they're 0-2. But um, I see a bounce-back game here from the Raiders. They're hungry for a win. The Titans are suffering. Um, I definitely see the Ravens – or not uh, the Raiders – winning by more than a field goal, that's for sure, and um, yeah, I see them winning by more than a field goal, that's that's the line there, so um, yeah, I'd, I'd go through with that for sure, uh, I got a Bears money line bet, a Rams money line bet, and uh, Vikings and Lions under 52.5 points, uh, the Lions have a juggernaut of an offense, as it seems from the stats, uh, but they're going to face a real team on, on Sunday against the Vikings, and uh yeah they're not gonna put up more than 30 points and I don't think it, I don't think it'll be a uh, a 30-30 game I think it'll be like a more 17-14 game so definitely under 52 and a half points in my opinion those are my five fab five Drake parlay bets take it if you want win some money if you want hit up the casino um get your Vegas on I don't I don't I don't care Anyway, main event of the show, NFL Power Rankings. Here we go. It's what you all been waiting for, the top 10 teams in the NFL as it looks, in my opinion. Here we go. Number 10, I got the Vikings. Um, yeah, they got, you know, embarrassed by the Eagles. But don't fret, Vikings fans. After Monday night, the Eagles, you know, they're a great defensive team. And this is a bump in the road for the Vikings. The offense is immensely talented. Let's not forget it. And with Justin Jefferson, um, receiving cords great. Uh, running back Dalvin Cook, you know, and under the offensive-minded coach O'Connell and a solid pass rush, the Vikings will have d- double-digit wins this year, and, you know, they have a fairly easy schedule. Um, yeah, I w- this wouldn't, you know, be a freak-out mode after losing to the Eagles like that. I'd see it more as a bump in the road. I think the Vikings will win a lot of games, you know, 10-11 range, um, and I think they'll be a solid, you know, not really contender in the NFC, but they'll, they'll be, you know, maybe a divisional round uh, knockout. But I see them as my number 10 team. Number 9, I got the Packers. Oh, I don't even want to talk about it. You know, oh, God. Anyway, um, yeah, let's just get this over with. Anyway, after a shutdown, I'm just going to read my notes. I'm just going to read it as is. After a shutdown of offense in week one versus the Vikings, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers offense pulled. What they did last year in the offense seems to be on point, and the running game looks solid. The defense is a question mark, but expect Green Bay to roll on and be a top team in the NFC. I'm fucking sick of that. That makes me sick. Um, yeah, excuse me for swearing. I try to keep the F-bomb. Like, the other the other gray area cuss words like um, the S-bomb, the A-bomb, the D-bomb. I try to keep the F-bomb, you know. I, I'm sorry. I just want to throw up talking about Green Bay. Anyway, they're, they're number nine. Uh, number eight, I got the Ravens. They really, you know, they really should be 2-0. and And Lamar Jackson's, uh, you know, 
300-yard pass day, 100-yard rush day. You know, it was completely overshadowed by the late-game stunner pulled by the Dolphins. But Lamar is a top-three MVP candidate right now. And the receiving core is silencing critics with Bateman and DuVernay and Mark Andrews. Um, Bateman seems to be just a solid speedster, and he can run routes, like you know, like the best of them. Uh, the pass defense, you know, there it's a question mark, but, you know, allowing uh, 450 yards from Tua and blowing numerous coverages, but I expect them to bounce back, especially, you know, especially with their offense. They haven't really lost anyone on defense, um, but, you know, with Lamar's um, top three candidacy and MVP uh, and the receiving core being the only, like, you know, kind of question mark spot, um, I expect their defense to uh, step it up, and they're going to win double-digit games in the AFC as well. Uh, number seven, the Dolphins. I have them right above the Ravens. You know, the Dolphins are 2-0, and and Sunday showed exactly how dangerous their speedy receiving core can be with Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill. Um, you know, and a joke of a quarterback doesn't throw over 400 yards and six touchdowns. Expect this offense to continue to light teams up. They face a real tough test on Sunday versus the Bills. Uh, yeah, we'll see how this receiving core um you know, we'll do against, you know, a real team, a real defense, and this will show their true colors for sure. Number seven, Dolphins. Number six, I got the Chargers. Uh, the Chargers had a heartbreaker against the Chiefs, but it took a lot of mistakes for them to finally put out of the game. You know, a 99-yard pick six, uh, Justin Herbert injury, etc. cetera. Uh, this game isn't really anything to write the season on. I really, I'm still very high on the Chargers. You know, their offense is incredible. I'm very high on Justin Herbert. Um, they're very balanced and have a you know, they have a great pass rushing out with Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa and an MVP candidate at quarterback. I, you know, I could see them in the AFC title game. I possibly could see them in the Super Bowl if, you know, the season progresses how I think it will. Uh, number five, I got the Bucks. You know, two ugly wing, you know, two ugly wins, you know, two and oh this year still. Um, the wins weren't pretty, but the defense uh, is, you know, it's kind of flip-flopped of what I thought it was going to be. I thought the offense would be on point. Defense would might be mid-tier, but, um, yeah, it's looking the opposite. Defense is on point. Offense is mid-tier. Brady's performing at a mid-tier level, and they're having, you know, wide receiver problems with uh, injuries, uh, getting thrown out games, hashtag, you know, Mike Evans. And, uh, you know, once the offense starts to click under Brady as we know it, the, you know, the Bucks will be a top-three team in the league. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, Brady Brady never goes away, and he always comes back. And, you know, with the talent on that offense, I don't expect them to, you know, be in this little shell too long. Uh, number four, I got the Rams. Uh, they let off the gas on Sunday uh, against the Falcons, nearly at a close game. But uh, the Super Bowl hangover seems to be over, well, on the offensive side at least. Cooper Cup putting up, you know, immaculate receiving numbers, including two touchdowns and Cam Akers has been established into the offense finally with 15 carries. Uh, this is the most talented team in the league, in my opinion, and I expect them to, you know, start running away in the NFC. Uh, with another, you know, contender in mind, number three, the Eagles. Uh, a tough test, you know, against the Vikings on Monday proved, you know, it was not only handled but crushed, and Jalen Hurts is proving more and more every second he's a top QB in this league, and, you know, their pass coverage is incredible as Darius Slay, you know, completely shut down Justin Jefferson. Uh, Jefferson's numbers were completely minimized, uh, you know, versus week one. Uh, they're such a balanced team, and, you know, they easily can make a run in the playoffs. I think it's very clear to everybody, you know, watching. Uh, number two, Chiefs, another hot start, you know. Um, I don't really have a, a ton to say about them. I, You know, I'm going to say it's a, 
broken record at this point. Incredible offense. Um, only thing I will say is a lot of small names making big plays for this team. Uh, you know, the seventh round pick making the pick six, Watson, uh, the 99 yard pick six, and um, another receiver, I'm blanking on his name, making, you know, a 40 yard catch for a touchdown. Uh, so, yeah, small names, that's got to be a, another bright spot for the Chiefs, like they need any more. Um, and then a long gap to number one. The Bills are in a league of their own, and they treated Monday night's win like a statement game. Uh, 41-7 against the Titans. Josh Allen, 317 yards, four touchdowns. Stephon Diggs, 148 and three touchdowns at the receiving. Um, you know, uh, defensively holding, you know, Derrick Henry to 28 yards. Incredible. Um, nothing more to really say. Uh, the Bills are in the class of their own right now. And, you know, they're the Super Bowl favorites. They're dominating right now. And I feel like, you know, at this point in the league last year, we didn't really – I didn't see any, like, completely dominating teams. But right now, there definitely is one in Buffalo. Um, yeah. Anyway, those are the NFL power rankings. And that is the show, everybody. Sorry, I, the energy level's kind of down. It's exactly 2.17 in the morning right now. So, um, yeah, that's what procrastinating does. But anyway, thank you for watching another episode. Uh, tune in again next Wednesday for another episode of Drake's Corner. Um, we'll get week three coverage on there. And, uh, yeah, happy one-year anniversary for everybody who's tuning in. Um, for me, it's been great. I love doing this. Um, yeah, it's great. I love it all. Love it all. Thank you for everybody who's tuned in over the last year. Um, and, yeah, I'll see you guys next Wednesday. Peace.